Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Introducing the SD Podcast channel, your one stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. Welcome to episode 230 of the SND Podcast Show. Steven is here. Vin and Dan are here. What's up, boys? Oh, much. How's it going? Uh, All-Star break is finally over, so uh, let's get the second half of the season ready to roll. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, not looking forward to the second half of baseball season, unfortunately, but looking forward to be back here. and talk. It's almost over. closer to the end than it is the beginning. And they came and got us, as Brody Van Wagenen said the other day. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately. (laughs) Anyway, with that being said, we got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of social media. Um, We got SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, We have smdblog.com Google Podcasts Stitcher ESMY Anything I'm missing? I feel like I'm missing something. Mm, no, you, you hit them all on the head. Mm. Um, we're working on uh, doing a little special with the guys from the On the Board Sports Podcast for uh, the NFL preview show. So keep a lookout for that on all social media. Like I said earlier, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of your social media networks, we are available to be found on. What's going on, boys? It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. It's been, been quiet on my front. I was waiting for football season to start, unfortunately, with the Mets sucking. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Counting down the days to training camp. Yeah, it has been a, a disappointing, I guess, uh, early summer so far between it, hockey, uh, free agency, and baseball. And the NBA is exciting again, though. So that's yeah, cool. and we it's always have, exciting in July. Somebody yeah, said it. No, but like I see, yeah, I said that the other day. Know. Yeah, well, we hope so. I think it will. And we'll talk I about know. free agency. On all fronts in a little bit. Trading, yeah. We'll definitely talk about that. But right now, let's go into our lead. Leading off. Alright, this week's lead off. Um, it's been going on in the NFL the last week and a half is the conversation of should the NFL play 18, get the move to regular season to 18 games or keep it the way it is to 16. Um, was it whether they would cut the uh, 
preseason to two, just having two games and starting the season a little earlier, or and it also they would say that the players the games would be they would be eighteen games, but they would be players would only be able to play sixteen games. Um, I think the way the NFL has it now, granted we hate the four game preseason rule, uh, four game preseason. I think that's the best way for it to happen because just the talent there is all right. They do the players that are not going to make the teams. These players do need the preseason to get jobs and everything like that. And I think that for the betterment of the league, I think for that would be to keep it as is right now. There's no problem with the NFL right now with that situation. Uh, I don't like the the two week buy for players. Like, when would you want to play? Like for like someone like for the Giants, Saquon Barkley. When when would you rather have Saquon not play? Would it be the first two weeks of the season, or middle of the season, or towards the end of the season? Like those types of situations, teams would have to figure out like what scenarios would be betterment for that franchise alone. So with that being said, I think it would be sticky to have a 18-game schedule and only play players would only play 16 in that situation. I I'm not a huge fan of the only playing 16. I, I like it's an interesting idea, but I think I'd much rather. The problem with my idea is timing. I would rather add a bye week. If you're going to play 18 games, but the timing of that is, is tricky because are you playing game, you playing a game like in August or are you playing, or is the Super Bowl moving back? Like that's the only real issue, but I'd be fine for 18 games if they added a bye week. I don't like the, you can only play 16 games kind of thing. If they were to bring. Yeah, if they were to bring an extra bye week, I right, I would consider it. But the way they were making it sound is, all right, they'll play eighteen games, but each player would have to miss two games. What sense does that make? Yeah, especially, especially, especially like, all right, for example, if your team is in the division race, uh, and and your star player hasn't missed those allotted games, you could blatantly screw yourself out of a playoff spot just because of a stupid rule. And you know the media would freaking freak out about it. Especially with, like, quarterbacks. Yeah, like, the, get, that, that is actually the biggest Right. The, the rest of the team, I'm almost positive, would, like, every person is on an injury report at some point in the season. 90% of the league is on an injury report at some point. Yeah. So they'll just miss a game instead yeah. of kind of half playing. But, like, there's no reason that your quarterback should have to sit out Two, like two games, and it's if a, you do, a, honestly, I'm sitting them out the first two weeks. Maybe no, yeah, or or like weeks three and four. Like I'm sitting them out in the first four weeks. Like, like, would you have a uh, Kaiser? Kaiser's your the, last year's quarterback for the the Packers, I right? I think he's still the backup. Yeah. All right. Would you want Deshaun Kaiser? Start? Like, like, see, like that's why, like, the start of this NFL season, like, it means something. And then having, like, for example. Alex Tanny based off against whoever the, the Dallas Cowboy backup quarterback is. Week right. one, it's like, all right, you guys should just just play the P season if you that's the way you guys are gonna handle those type of situations. 
It's right. like, I, and, and then also another thing with season tickets, I'm not paying $100 for my seat, personal seats, each to watch Alex Panny play the Dallas Cowboy backup for week one of an NFL right. season. And now, and now you get into an NBA type issue. What if the, you know, the Packers have things, or not things locked up, but they have a, a solid lead and they're on Sunday Night Football playing against a, a non-divisional team? They're like, okay, we don't need him to play today. You get you get to watch the song Kaiser on Sunday Night Football. Like it doesn't. That's you're getting back into the same things the NBA issue the NBA had with guys taking games off on national TV. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is a slippery slope of them being a little too greedy type of thing, and it's just what you guys have is so perfect. Just don't fuck that up. You guys are they're like. It's it's just one of those things. Another idea I saw on Twitter by a, a fan, another fan was maybe with the bi, the extra bye week, you maybe implement that either before or after their thir- the team's Thursday night football game, so you they can have that other thing. See the pro the problem with that is that now you're taking a team. You're playing them on Thursday. They're already getting ten days till their well, next no. game. Well, before, right? and then, before that, that yeah, but you're saying. giving them. You're basically saying, "Oh, before it." I thought you said yeah. after. I, I said it either was after it, then, then it doesn't fill out to be good because then yeah. you're giving a team ten days to prepare for yeah, a team I, that's I, played I two weeks wrong. in a row. Yeah, I said it wrong. No, oh, you yeah. need it before. It would, if yeah. you do the if you do it before, that's that's not the worst idea in the world. I. Yeah, I, I would settle for that. That would, if that would be the case, I'd be okay with it. But I, I just don't like the, I just don't like the idea of the the players. I know it's not set in stone; it wouldn't happen right away. And the players' association would not let that happen as well. I would, I would assume, right? I, I get. I, I, my main question now that I'm thinking about it is, where are those two games coming from? Like, are you playing two more? Uh, two less preseason games. games. Would be I know, but, but I would assume oh, getting the out to the NHL to the NFL schedule. You play yeah. one, you know, two other divisions and your division, and then the two teams you finish in the same spot as in your conference. So right. where are those two other games coming from? Are you maybe playing... two, two random. Uh, maybe the other two last place teams in the other conference. No, not necessarily. It's just probably just two random. Yeah, it was probably two random right. conference games, probably. In right in conference or out of conference, that's the thing. I would, if you're gonna add games, I would add one game maybe. I think the whole point of this is eliminating preseason games. Right. And I'm on board with that. Why don't we just eliminate the last week of the preseason? And just well, keep keep the time the same, or keep you push back, or or you push back preseason and not start on August eighth, the first preseason game. That's where the Giants sure. are. Or you can do that too, and cut that. All right, all right. Make the second, make the first two, the first two weeks of preseason where week three of the preseason would have started, and then the the week week two of the preseason would be that last week. And then you would get teams to have like, well, like combined practices or scrimmages, that type of thing, which teams are already doing. Maybe those two right. weeks, you figure it out with two teams each, 
and you figure it you out. Stay with your local teams: Giants, Giants, Jets, Giants, Giants. Patriots well, no, no, from the I'm, other division. No, I'm, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about conjoined practicing. I'm, I'm talking yeah, about yeah, Giants, right. Jets, Jets, well, Giants, Giants, Patriots can do it. You can't have a Giants Jets practice. That would go terrible. There would be guaranteed like fights. Guaranteed. Well, there's fights everywhere, so I know, but it would be worse. I think. Um, now that I think about it, I don't know. I don't think I want it to change. The the, the amount that they've watered down training camp. Egg, yeah, I, you need the preseason games. Like I know they're boring, and I know we don't like them, but you actually, I think you need them more than ever now. Yeah, that's that's my point. I was getting at like, I don't know. It's I think it's more of a greed issue right now. You're wall. You're working without pads basically for three weeks, and then the first day you put pads, three days later you have a game. Yeah, is basically the way training camp is now. So and so you need the preseason games because think about all those guys who get injured in those first couple preseason games because they're not used to wearing pads. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. Injuries right. have gone to an all-time high because of all the changes they've made. Preseason is boring, and is that the only reason we're trying to get rid of it? Because if it is, then the I'm reason gonna... is I'm going to tell you right now what the reason Dumb. is. It's money. Oh it's yeah, dollars. Oh yeah, hundred percent dollars because they cut the cost on the tickets. So ideally, you're only paying for one game as a season Correct. ticket holder. Correct. When so it they comes to preseason, just want it to only be one game. So they kind of want it to be where, okay, now we don't have to pay all you guys for this anyway because... I don't know. Yeah, for example, my regular game ticket is 100 each. For the preseason, it's half, cut in half. It's 47 bucks, 48 bucks around there for the right. preseason. But if there was only one home preseason game, just make it full price. Right. You could right. make the one preseason game full price. Yeah. And because you're playing somebody local, so like it would be the giant jet preseason game every year. I right? I don't know. We talk about this. Yeah. With spring, we, we talk about this with spring training too. I it needs to be as long as it is. I mean, I know we get bored with it, but we're not the ones that it's for. It's for the people playing the game. Yeah. What I'm trying to figure out here is is the only reason that we're trying to get rid of it just because they're boring. If there's like a a legitimate football reason why we're trying to get rid of them like people getting hurt or whatever then I'm okay with it the league wants to make more money and that's what it comes down to they know they don't make money on preseason games they know people don't don't they make enough goddamn money they do but of course this is the society and now you have guys like Todd Gurley coming out saying how NBA players make so much money yet NFL players get the bad end of the stick when they're getting their bodies beaten up every day. Well, the fact that NFL players don't have guaranteed contracts yet, or everybody but Kirk Cousins doesn't have a guaranteed contract, <laughs> is pretty ridiculous, to be completely honest. Oh, yeah. Like, if I'm going to fight for anything, I'll play two more games if, guaranteed, if the contracts are guaranteed. I think that's kind of where we're heading. Yeah, I, I would see that. And then, like, Melvin Gordon's another one who... Uh, well, trade me or sign me, which is rightfully well, no, fair. No, he said he said sign me, but he also said trade me or sign me. But if I'm them, goodbye. Like, I'm not oh, paying, oh, for sure. I'm for not sure. paying running backs anymore. It's just, I, of course, it's not worth it. They showed somebody tweeted like a top five um, paid running backs this year, and it's like Gurley, who basically got seamlessly replaced by C.J. Anderson last year. Yeah, and, yeah. like, 
I think Shady McCoy is in the top five. Everybody who's in the top five is basically either hurt or like Devontae Freeman got a big contract and he's missed like half the season. Obviously, like, I, it's not obviously, obviously, Le'Veon's in that right. list, I would assume. I, and I think Saquon's on that list too, even though he's going into his second year. If I, I don't know. would have sworn the same list, obviously, I'm just going off the top of my head. Right. Um, with that being said, let's go listen to a little more Division 1.1, and we'll be right back after this. All right. Welcome back to the SP Podcast Show. We are going to get into the big-time uh, July free agency from both the NBA and the NHL. I want to start in the NBA because it's obviously more interesting. Um, it, there's a, I, to say there's a shakeup in the league would be an understatement. I think we're at the point where the NBA, to me, is uh, in, watchable now. I think that's the way I'm going to go. Um, obviously, KD and Kyrie go to Brooklyn. KD's going to miss the whole season, right? Uh, just about. Probably yeah, the whole yeah. Season. As of right, as of right now, it should be the full season. But you know um, how that. So they'll probably be decent, even you know, just it's Kyrie replacing D'Angelo Russell basically at this point. So they're not a title contender yet, but obviously um, Kawhi goes to the Clippers and gets Paul George to come with him, which then sparks Russell Westbrook getting traded to Houston, which is the worst fit in the history of the NBA, I think. Is it though? I, I we joke about this. Obviously, Dan, you know the joke. There yeah. is literally only one ball, Dan. They can't. <laughs> the two of them are not going to work together. They'll figure it out. They're they're good, close enough friends, and they've played together. Granted, it was I, ten years ago. I I think they'll have their I, moments, but I think if there were guys to come back and play together, maybe the two of them together would be something that could gel. The issue is that Harden is going to be the one that has to take a step back. Because Westbrook's just not a good enough shooter to, to like, not have the ball as much. He has to have the ball to be good at what Oh, for does. sure. For sure. Anyway. But, it is, but Westbrook's going to be the one that can dribble. Harden's, uh can grab the ball and shoot from anywhere. I, I know. He can. And that's it, he has to take the... the lesser role, but he's the MVP. I mean, I don't know if he won MVP this year, but he won MVP last year. Dude. So, like, it's, that's going to be a very interesting uh, situation. Um, obviously, Anthony Davis, I don't know if we've talked since Anthony Davis got traded to the Lakers, but that happens too. So, the Lakers are... They just can't decide what number they're going to wear. Right, and then they also sign... Well, Le- yeah, LeBron has to wear 23 for another year. Right. Because Nike's like, no, we're going to lose too much money. Um, and they got D'Angelo Russell, too. He left. No. No, he, he went to the Warriors. Into the Warriors. That's where he went. I knew he went to the West Coast. So D'Angelo Russell went to the Warriors. It's so crazy. Um, a lot of people, I think the betting odds say that the Clippers are the top, uh, are, have the best odds to win the title. 
Well, before the guys. the Westbrook trade, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't seen it since. But before the Westbrook trade, it was the Clippers. It was the Clippers. I I still think the Warriors. I mean, it also depends on what Clay is doing injury wise. Again, another um, year. Probably because he had the same. It was the same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's a knee. Oh, okay. They both tore their ACLs. No, Durant pulled the Achilles tendon. Okay, tore his right. Achilles. Yeah. Clay was in Clay was an ACL, so that could. I, it's probably going to be most of the season. So yeah, I it just it makes things very interesting. There like, is no dominant team. You still have like the Jazz, who were good last year. The Raptors stink now. But, don't forget you know, the the Nuggets as well. So. The Nuggets, the Celtics will probably still be competing. They got Kemba Walker. Maybe uh, they do a lot better. Brad Stevens seems to coach a lot better when he doesn't have to focus on one person kind of thing. It's more of a team concept. Obviously, um, Kemba's more of that kind of player than Kyrie. So I think the Celtics will be more interesting. It, they did lose Al Horford though, so that's going to hurt. Yeah, but they yeah they, um, they got Cantor. They got Cantor. Yeah, and Al Horford went to Sixers. Yep. So that's going to make the Sixers even better now that they don't have to worry about to worry about not playing Embiid. Right. All it's the minutes. Very interesting NBA season. Like if I had to choose on July 14th, who would be the representative of the Eastern Conference for next year? I would have to. I would have to lean towards the Sixers just because of the fact that Embiid now has someone available backup for him. Especially, right. you know, he's going to miss a couple games here and there. Or when Embiid goes to the bench for a break, you know Al Horford is going to be pretty decent. I mean, they did lose J.J. Redick. <laughs> of course, joking. But J.J. Redick for back. MVP. Do, do you guys, I mean, we probably talked about this before, but it, it's still shocking. Ben Simmons has never made a three-pointer in his life in the in the NBA. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, we joke about it, yeah. I just, that's unbelievable. It's amazing if he just learns how to shoot a ball, how much better he would be. Yeah, like, he doesn't have to be good. He just has to shoot. Yeah. Like, um, if he shoots 20%, they'll have to cover him, you know, guard him a little bit. Unfortunately, let's talk about the New York teams about it. Great job out of Brooklyn for Kyrie and Durant, obviously. They also got Wilson Chandler and uh, and Jordan. So they did they a Wilson really... Chandler? I yeah, they got... haven't heard in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They signed him to a minimum. Okay, um, right. Obviously, pick up? great, great offseason for the Brooklyn Nets. Can they build off of making the playoffs last year with uh, Russell, who we all liked? Um it's going to be interesting to see now that the Nets are going to have that media presence around them. They're going to have that ESPN, TNT games that they never had before. How they're going to handle that with that young team with Kyrie and eventually KD. It's, right. it's really going to be very interesting to see with that. Um, Who's the, the other guy? I forgot his name. He got hurt at the beginning of the season last year. Oh, uh, Kyrie Slavert, yeah. Yeah. He's starting to build The Michigan guy. Uh, Kyrie Slavert went to Michigan? 
Yep. Oh, okay, cool. That is not bad. Well, let's hear your thoughts on them. Let's get to it, Dan. Oh, your thoughts. Not, it's nothing really to get mad about. It's just the Knicks have sucked for the last 17 years, other than one season, uh, basically. Um, does it suck? Yeah, it sucks, but you know what? I think in the long run, this might help the Knicks out, get that young team ready to groom, and hopefully with the Trade them all team, for veterans that are outdated. Yeah, and... exactly. So I'm happy that they'd ha- they've made the right move so far. Are they that, oh, my God, oh, my God, we got that guy? No, but they're going to be a tougher team this year, and they got to pray that R.J. Barrett and Kevin Knox and – and uh, what's his face? The uh, center. Why do I? Oh, Mitchell Robinson grow up. And then obviously they still have Frank Neokina, who is a big bust right now. But they have a team that will fight. They're not going to necessarily be good with the free agencies they got. But they have that young nucleus of like if two or three of them pan out, they could be a playoff team for a long time to come with that nucleus so i obviously i'm not i'm obviously i would have loved an all-star like kd or any of those guys that we mentioned to become a nick just for a viewing purpose of course but i liked how we got mark uh, morris the other day he what he came back and he joined us the knicks are gonna punch people in the mouth next year and that should be interesting to see uh definitely a tough team but I was con- I was confused by the reaction of the Knicks not getting anybody for the, because for whatever they, reason the Knicks Knicks fans in general just for whatever reason they are the most delusional fan base of New York sports and they are <laughs> excuse me sorry for by not. far this is I mean I don't the Garden is the most overrated thing in sports. For, for by far the most overrated thing, and and that's what happens. The quality of the, the way the Knicks have played the last seventeen years, and um, yeah. when we were growing up, it wasn't the most far fetched overrated thing ever. No, you know that, and I know that. It's just right. the and, product on the court, unfortunately, right. hasn't matched that thing, and now it looks stupid. It's also you don't need to come to New York to be a star, correct? In be- especially in basketball, in well, hockey, it's like. Important. Any sport now, for well, other than for hockey, for whatever other reason, hockey, hockey right. still good. Yeah. Um, the other thing was there was a lot of, I guess, media people who were giving the Knicks credit for not getting KD, even though they wanted to get KD, but they're giving them credit for not getting him because they think it would have been the wrong move. I, I know he's hurt, and I know he's older, you know, getting older. The man is the best player in the sport. Yeah. Like, See, I, I, didn't, I didn't agree with Joe Beningo and other guys that I, were like anti with a lot of people that was like, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, there was a ton of people, but those guys were ahead of the bandwagon for it. But if you get KD, you're going to suck it up for a year and suck it up. And, and somebody's coming You're not getting KD in the draft. And you're not getting KD ever again in free agency. Yeah, like, 
probably Kyrie would have came with them, and I ideally that was not who I wanted. Like I, I think we said this before that I would have rather had Kemba for him to choose somebody to come with him. But Correct. somebody's coming with him to add to the young core that was already here. Like the Knicks would have been a playoff team if yeah. they just added Kyrie Irving. I think. Yeah, and I also with, like with KD being Michigan as well. I I can't pronounce his name, but he's pretty good as well. Um, the center. Well, he's a, more of a shooting forward. The one Iggy. that they drafted. Yeah, Iggy. I I'm gonna butcher his name. I don't know. Okay, what. it's Iggy. That's yeah. literally what I'm going called. with. That. Yeah. Going with Iggy. Um, uh, we can get into the NHL a little bit. Uh, Panarin signed with the Rangers. Took a million less dollars a year to go to the Rangers over the Islanders. I'm not surprised. The Rangers are a bigger um, draw. They also offered him a lot of money and bonuses, so that could have been part of the issue. I, It's a, you know, it was a gut punch. The Islanders have to make some sort of move to um, add another scorer because now we're... Will Lou is gone... Big game hunting twice now and the last deadline, and he's over two so far. So he needs got some work to do. But overall, is there any not... rumors out there from anybody available at the moment? NHL They've... free agency is probably the most boring time of the year. No, literally July first. Is... July first comes and goes, and that's the end. Well, yeah. Maybe you get to July. July 5th. Maybe you get to July fifth with some guys. Really? Yeah, they're, they're, most people sign the first day, and it's an exciting day, but that's about it. Trade-wise, yeah. there's a Russian guy on that the Vegas has who they can't afford. And his comparable is a, he's apparently like Panarin again. He's more of a, a playmaker than a scorer, but it's like Panarin coming over from Russia also. Okay. And then there's a few – there's a guy on the wild – that has, they've been trying to trade for like two years who they could try to add. Um, there's not really any big names that come to the top of my uh, top of my head right now. Got it. And and, and they haven't uh, no one signed an offer sheet on on uh, Mitch oh, Marner right. yet. The offer sheets are the other thing, but yeah, no one signed any offer sheets yet. The um, only offer sheet we saw, and they said it on the ILC podcast that it's a fraternity thing. You don't sign. Offer sheets for guys. Mm-hmm. Which is dumb. Which is dumb. Right. It's completely the dumbest thing ever. Because you don't want to steal these guys away from guys. And now, next time, they said that the Habs have somebody as a restricted free agent, someone's going to go in and sign them to an offer sheet. See, that makes no sense. I, I, I get that that's, the, that that's like the thing. The Habs did the, the Hurricane such a big favor. They negotiated a contract for him. And... All they had to do, okay, sure. And they didn't, they could have given him $10 million. And then they probably would have got him if they gave him $10 million. But they gave him a reasonable number. Like, that's not how you're supposed to offer sheet somebody. That's the whole, the whole point is you're supposed to overpay. And they just don't. It, hockey people are so stupid. I, I don't think anybody's going to offer sheet Marner. And again, if they did, I think it would be doing the Leafs a favor. Because. The Leafs, while they've been a great team for like two years now, have been had nothing but contract issues with William Nylander and then Matthews was after that, and now Marner. 
it, having it just be done with them is the best thing that could happen to them. They don't want to have to deal with this until training camp again or and into the season. And again, so if I, somebody offers them, good for them. And I heard it again. The, the Leafs have a small window at this point. Eventually, all these contracts, look at the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks had their small window, and they won during the small window. They signed all the guys to Hugh contracts, and now they Brett Seabrook has the worst contract in all of sports. Well, they, I don't think the Leafs window, it's like that with the Blackhawks, but it is shorter because they have uh, you know, Morgan Riley, their best defenseman, and their goalie on good contracts. And they're up in like two, three years. So yeah, they have a window in the next two to three. I think it's the next two years to really do something to where, you know, they're going to have to lose somebody. And it's going to probably be Nylander who gets traded eventually. But I just think like we know how, how vile Toronto can be. Their GM, Kyle Dubas, said right after they signed Tavares, if they could keep everybody, and he said, we can and we will. If he has to lose one of them, he's going to get shit for it forever. Right. And that's on him. Right. I mean, that's and it's partly on Lou, to be honest, because he stuck him with Patrick Marlowe's contract. Well, they traded Patrick Marlowe's contract. They did, yeah. But still, they had to give him a first-round pick to get rid of that contract. But it was worth it. I mean, I guess. They're still have like six million dollars in cap space, so listen, and like I said, that's gonna be what comes back to haunt them. They're not gonna be able to draft well the next couple of years. Well they and yeah, they can't have it's gonna be tough. They're gonna have three guys with double digit million dollar contracts. It's a lot. Right. So that's gonna be a problem and they're gonna have to Figure out a way around that, because guess what? You could pay as many forwards as you want. You're not paying a goalie. You're still not paying a goalie. Well, I mean, paying goalies is dumb, which also goes back to what the Islanders messed up on. No, the Islanders made the right move, and everyone keeps saying how it's the right move. The white whale is coming. The white whale is coming, Vincent. Right, but... my I... If it's the right move, if depending on the answer to this question, what is his contract when he gets here? A rookie contract. He can't sign anything if, other than a rookie if it's contract. Con- if it's a rookie contract, then it's fine because you're paying two goalies a total of $5 million for the length of that contract. Right. And then Volamov leaves when his rookie deal is up, and you're fine. But I don't know if that's – is that the case? I'm not sure. Cause I think they it's drafted different him. When you yeah. come from Russia. But I think it's different when you're coming from Russia. And especially, like, at a certain age, I think. What, I what's know. the player's name from Russia? The goalie from Russia? So, Sorokin. Yeah, Sorokin. Sorokin, yeah. yeah. Is, he's apparently the best goalie who isn't in the NHL right now. Is, is what everybody is saying. And he's good friends with Varlamov. They have the same agent. So that's apparently the reason why they signed Varlamov. But they also gave him four years and $5 million. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Contract wise, unless they're pretty much sure to bring in Sorokin and he's on an entry level contract, which is like eight hundred thousand dollars, and then you're paying your goalie a fair amount, and then it's not a big deal. Yeah, but, but also who knows what the uh, it, 
that's a lot of ifs, is what I'm saying. And on the Rangers side of things, the Rangers did a good job so far this offseason. The Rangers uh, rebuild is over. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that was a quick two year B though. <laughs> yeah. They, they it took fifteen minutes and they're all <laughs> they they're finished. Yeah, they've done a great job, Jeff um no, Jeff Gordon's the coach. I don't know what the GM's name is. No, Jeff Gordon's the GM. Who's the coach then? Um it's uh what's what the hell is the Rangers coach name? Did he um, did something? No. He looks like Benedict Cumberbatch. That's yeah, all he I know. Does. <laughs> David Quinn. David Quinn, okay. All right. They got Jacob Truba in the deal. They uh, got a trade from another young guy from Harvard, uh, Fox. And then Panarin. Kid and... from Harvard's going to be very good, by the way. Very good. Yeah. He's from Long Island. Played with Kincaid. He oh, didn't wow. play with Kincaid. He came from the same system that grew up Kincaid. Oh, okay. And then, and then really all the Russian, guy. and then all the Rus- young Russian players came. They signed all the young Russians to play this year, whether for Harvard or for the Rangers, if they all make it. Right. So that that was a quick rebuild. Very. Um. So it's a lot of fun, other than. Being a Nick fan and sort of Islander fan for yeah. the free agency, but it was a fun couple weeks, more so in the NBA than the NHL, but that's a given. Uh, but we all know the better sport, so we don't really have to complain about that. Um, but, right, this is the time of the year where the NBA thrives. And then in Once November, the like, starts, nobody cares. Exactly. Nobody cares once the season starts, so. They can thrive now all they want. Can you imagine? And I think it was Wayne Randanzo who said it on Twitter, or somebody somebody from the Mets said it on Twitter. Can you imagine if the any other sport had an off season like the NBA does? Oh, it'd be insane. No other sport would matter. No. Because if football had an off season like that, it would they wouldn't even bother playing other sports. Mm-hmm. Right. Any other sport had an offseason like Can you imagine if, like, you know. It didn't take we, till February to sign the two, two of the biggest players? Excuse me, it was March. Wasn't I think it was February that yeah. Harper and Machado signed. I think it was technically. <laughs> and neither of them made the All-Star game. Granted, that's a. How crazy is that? I mean, I, yeah. Honestly, I haven't heard about Machado since he signed. Well, he's hit <laughs> 21 home runs. He's been doing this. I mean, he's not. Yeah, he's doing fine, and he's, you know, with what's his name, who's going to end up winning. I, that guy's going to win the number of the year and piss us all off. I guarantee. I I'm calling it now. Oh boy, he's hitting like three thirty right now, and he's been he was hurt, but I just have a feeling that he's going to get votes and win, and then we're all going to go nuts. I can oh, see I it now. Can't wait, Sam. Yep. Get excited, boys. <laughs> 50 home runs and not going to win the rookie league. <laughs> that would be so Mets. It would. It would be totally. 100%. Anyway, speaking of that, um, we'll take a break and uh, move on to some baseball. Sounds good to me. Let's go to some more Division 1.1. We'll be right back.
All right, welcome back to the SD Podcast. You just listened to the score by Division 1.1. Um, we're gonna, I'm gonna zigzag. We're gonna talk about baseball, but I'm gonna zigzag. Everybody's gonna think we're gonna start off with the Mets, but I'm gonna start off with the team that's actually watchable, and they basically win almost every, every time they're on the field, which is the New York Yankees. Uh, they're really good this year. Um, the London games were out of control. The offenses, both offenses, were on steroids. Um, London with between the Yankees and Red Sox. They have was... the same walls that the Cyclones have. <laughs> That's how it felt. It was just, that was it was the, the... Well, I'm not even where sure. they play. The dimensions were that crazy. It just I, I don't know. Uh, just went out. Yeah, it was just it was crazy. Um, I had Tanaka in my fantasy league, so that hurt, but it was okay with that. Um, the Yankees just pretty much. What are they gonna do on thirty first on uh, on how they're gonna get p- starting pitching right now? Um, their lineup is really filthy with Incarcion coming over last month. Um, Glaber Torres is Glaber. Um, Vin's favorite uh, player DJ LeMayu is in a competition <laughs> for MVP talks right now with uh, leading the NL AL in uh, batting average. Um, Judge is coming back. Um, the Yankees are the Yankees. I don't know. They, they're not boring. They're they're not they're not dramatic like the Mets. Even though the Mets suck, the Mets at least have some sort of drama. So it's like, all right, they're a dumpster fire. We get it. But the Yankees are just slowly pelling along and being awesome and basically being what they were last year without the Red Sox having that magical year. Um, so. It really boils down to Yankees um, if they win the division, who they play in the NLDS, and do they capitalize on playing them? And who's going to be that team pitch? Can that team pitch in game <laughs> one of the NLDS? ALDS. ALDS. Yeah. Um, That's really what it boils down to. The next three months is like, can we find a guy other than playoff Tanaka to pitch game three and uh, two and three? They're also saying Severino could be back in. I, I don't think so. They already said he's out for six more weeks. They said September he could be on the mound. Yeah. And right. starting a game in September. Wait, yeah, but if he not... comes back. I don't I don't see it. They said another six weeks for seven At this weeks. point, he <laughs> might be most useful to them out of the bullpen. Like, in the playoff capacity. Because I, I just don't see it happening in the rotation yeah i don't know six weeks is scary to hear especially we're in mid-july they are currently just by losses everybody has all the first place teams in the al 58 wins they have the least losses so they would play the winner of tampa boston is it tampa boston actually right now it's tampa oakland yeah tampa oakland at the moment so I mean, that's a cakewalk for whoever they play. Yeah, and and also the wild card race is going to be really fun because there's so many good teams in the NL, AL. Uh, yeah. You're just like, all right, well, one of these guys, or one of these teams are going to get hot. Inter- yeah, that's really interesting. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams with 50 wins in the AL. There's two in the National League. Oh, it, it, the National League is far less superior than that. Yeah, the, the the Central Division in the, in the National League is just like a, I mean, 
The Cubs are forty nine and thirty. Yeah, the four Cubs are forty nine and forty three, and in first place, the Reds are only five and a half games out in last, and the entire AL West stinks except for the Dodgers. Yeah. Well, it's been like that for fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, it's probably. Well, every other year with the Giants. Right, the Dodgers have a 13-and-a-half game lead right now. Dodgers haven't had an every other year good year in, like, since they beat us in the in the wild card. Oh, no, yeah, I know. That's right. But you but said 13 years. You said, so. you said 15 years. That was yeah. three years ago. <laughs> Feels like 15 years ago. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, the – I'll be interested to see who the Yankees pick up. Um, the Red Sox traded for Andrew Kashner yesterday. So they kind of made their – they were rumored in the Zach Wheeler talk, so they kind of made their pitching acquisition. I'm interested to see if the Yankees and the Mets can pull off a trade. If not, you know, who do they add? Is it Marcus Stroman? Is it do they go all in and they get I mad bum? I can't see Toronto saying, "Here, Yankees, take." Yeah, I don't Stro- see it. I can't. I just can't see that happening. I, if they have the best offer, it shouldn't matter to the Blue Jays, to be honest. Oh, I agree. I, but, especially because honestly, the Blue Jays know that he's not that good. I, I honestly, if I had to pick a team to win the World Series right now, I think it would be the Yankees. Partly, I because they're just very good, and partly because it seems to be a pattern, is that the Astros won be the Dodgers, the Red Sox beat the Dodgers. Now the Yankees going to beat the Dodgers. Is just kind of how it's going to go. But if it ain't that bum, I mean, that's that's a lock to me. Because, I mean, the Twins aren't, I mean, I don't know. We, we, we can't trust the Twins. I don't, the Twins are, I don't know. And the Astros are still good, so I guess they have a chance. But I don't see anybody in the American League beating them. Yeah, I, as of right now, I, I agree with you. I think I think if the Yankees got Mad Bum, and then you could put Mad Bum and Tanaka, both, you know, playoff-wise, are going to be dominant. It's basically game over with that. Yeah. And then you hope that Paxton or, well, I guess Hap, or Herman, but Herman has that pitching limit. So we don't know what Herman's going to be. <laughs> Thankfully for Herman's sake that he was hurt the last couple of weeks. And he was on the DL. So that yeah. might save It him. might extend his season a little bit, yeah. I, I, I don't love J-Hap, but he probably could be decent enough. Same thing with, I mean, Paxton, it's it's there. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And then even if it's just, you know, your bullpen together the third game. And they've been really good with the bullpen games this year. Unlike any other yeah. team, the Yankees actually have that bullpen that they can do an you opener. Know, all of and it. you'll be fine with it. I don't know if Patances, I mean, same thing with, with Patances and Severino both. If they can come back. I, oh, I mean, yeah, huge just bolsters even more, but I don't – But I think Matantis is going to come back, but I don't know how effective he'll be, and it seems to have been multiple setbacks for him. So and it's see, that's to... the clutch thing about the Yankees' bullpen is if Matanzas comes back, he they can slowly put him into the bullpen right. and get the non-crazy situations of like, all right, he pitches the fifth inning, sixth inning type of thing. Right. And right. then – Gradually, if Alavino needs a night off or Burton needs a night off, boom, there you go, kind of thing. 
Right. He can, they can make it's him good problems to have with the Yankees. Yeah, of course. It must be rough um, to have a problem with the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the worst bullpen I've ever seen in my life. And, and <laughs> I, we've seen some bad bullpens. We we know, but it's just for something we all thought would. I mean, I know I thought it would be at least good. I mean, I remember saying... Blowing a save or two here and there is one thing, but this... this. Every freaking night. It sounds funny now, but I remember saying it, and there was numbers to back it up, that Familia was better than the rest of the division's closers. So, like, they had the two best closers in the division. Yeah. And then it just... It's a black hole. The bullpen is a black hole. I mean, they got the job done yesterday, so that was nice to see. But, like, I I still have faith. Uh, faith's not the right word. Hope that Edwin Diaz is at least a serv- uh, serviceable to good closer. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I'm not I don't ready to give up on me. Diaz. I'm not ready to give up on Diaz yet. But I'm, I'm with you on that. I agree. 100%. Because... You even look at the two seasons before last year. He was good. He wasn't dominant like he was last year, the best closer in the league, but he was fine. It's and just he doesn't is, have that out pitch for whatever reason this year. There, I don't know if this is the issue. It feels weird to blame the pitching issues on this, but everybody seems to pitch better to Tomas Nido, including – Diaz. Oh, we're, Diaz, I, we're going this early into yeah. this conversation. Nice. I, I, it's all about Thomas Nito. <laughs> I looked into it after he they, he saved the game. I think it was against the Phillies last week. I, I forgot which game it was. But Nito was catching, and he said, oh, I just listened to him. And then I went and looked at the stats. He had pitched three innings. Last night was the fourth time, fourth thing, and he pitched to Nimo, to Nito. He hasn't given up a run. He's given up two hits and has, like, ten strikeouts. So, like, is there something there? Is Wilson Ramos that, like, just incompetent at calling a game? I don't I, – I can't assume – I can't think of that Which is why thing. they brought Wilson Ramos in here, by the way. Well, they brought him in there when he oh, was a good offensive player. Pass. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I was told that he had a good arm. I haven't seen that. He can't block the ball very well. He's the slowest human being on the face of the earth. And if he, is he calling a game that bad? If it, you, just, it seems crazy that half the starting rotation yeah. doesn't want to pitch to him as well. The two best guys do not want to pitch to him. Your closer seems to pitch better to the other guy. I, it doesn't... It's just another added madness to this team. Half right. the lineup is out of position. Uh, <laughs> it's. Just... I mean... The outfield yeah. is either J.D. Davis or Dom Smith in left. Then Gav <laughs> Conforto in center. And then McNeil, who's actually been playing pretty decently in yeah. left field. A uh, right field, I should say. It's, it's just hopefully when Frazier gets traded, he still continues to play well in the next couple weeks. And then when the yeah. Mets do trade Frazier, they move either you move, you move McNeil back to third and see what happens. I mean, I think you have to do that. Um, or J.D. Davis gets more playing time, which I, yeah. But I would rather McNeil play at third and be our third baseman right. since we butchered the Cano deal. I, 
Somebody brought up a, a point on Twitter yesterday, and I I wanted to bring this up to you guys. How far would you go? Like, what else would you add in to get rid of Cano? Like, somebody literally suggested trading McNeil or Alonzo to get rid of Robinson Cano's contract. No, that, that no, that's, that's a little crazy. That's that's I, extreme. I would give somebody Dom and take zero back just if they take Robinson Cano and, like, pay half his contract. Well, ideally, that is what Seattle did. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, we're going to give you our best – the reason why we won 80 games last year. Here he is just to take Cano. But they didn't, though, because they got – Justin Dunn is a legitimate prospect. We know about Jared Kelnick. It's like they just just swapped contracts. That was the, the the whole problem with that trade is all they did was give us Cano's trunk contract and we gave them Bruce and Swarzak's contract. And, like, that was one trade. And the Diaz trade was another trade. It should have been, we're taking this albatross of a contract. You we, We're not giving you anything. But... It, that's not what happened. Maybe one of the maybe one of the pitchers not named Degrom. No, any I, of them. Would you trade? Would you trade Noah to get rid of Robinson Cano? Depending on what I would get back, I, at least I would know I'd get something back because of Noah. I, I'm training Wheeler. Now oh, the yeah. question becomes: Wheeler's definitely getting traded. Yeah, but that's not going to get rid of get rid of Robinson. Oh Cano no, for you. I would, a, I would, that's I would, thing. I would pet Noah. I'm, I'm almost done with Noah. I'll be honest with you. He had a good game last night, but I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not done with Noah. He, he's really just had one like this season has been inconsistent. That's really it. Everything else has been. He's been a very good pitcher previous to this season. Oh, so yeah, think, but he, he wasn't able to stay on the field the last two years. Yeah, his antics, he's, I don't know, in his own head, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. He, something's <laughs> needs, something needs to click with him. There's too much talent on this team for them to be Correct. taking games yeah. 500. It's annoying. Exactly. It's it's one of those things of imagine if if they didn't blow like a couple games here and there, maybe half the games they didn't blow. Well, yeah. You you keep seeing this stat that like well yeah that 20, that's, that was right. misleading I know I shared right. it but obviously before actually looking into it there it's obviously misleading I wasn't going into that sort of thing but just in general statement imagine like that that one week we lost seven games in a row we had a lead in ninety percent of those games we could have capitalized on like, a couple of those games we'd be in the thick of things well that's so, what I was going to go back to is like, I just literally... eliminate everything else. I literally just turned on the Yes Network, and they're talking about the Yankee home run drought. Like, and they had a thir- they broke a record for having a home run <laughs> in thirty-one games last week. Well, you know who shut it down? The Mets. It was all because they came back from London. It's not the Mets. It was because they came back from London and the time difference. Didn't get well, it right. they're probably right about that. To be completely honest, but, but uh, let, let's talk about the positives with the Mets. We we yeah. did have contingency with there the home are run. No positives. <laughs> no, but you were right with the just that week. If they go six and two that week instead of one and seven, they're in the wild card race right now. Yeah, and it, like it shouldn't have been that hard. But or that also game where most of us canceled the season was that game where Pete said, "No, we don't need the tarp. We don't need oh, the tarp. The tarp. <laughs> tarp. 
And then we lost two games in a row. You're not a Wonder Man, Pete. <laughs> That's what I consoled. I don't know about you guys, but... I, no, I... I... That was the beginning of the consoling. I like to... Yeah, that was kind of the beginning of it. It might... When it really happened was the last Philly game when they took the lead in the ninth and then Diaz blew it in the Francesa game, basically, is what I'm calling it. Because from that point, I legitimately have not, like... I don't know about you guys, but if I'm home, like, it's an appointment television. Like, I turn the Mets on. Like, I plan it. I plan it. I have not done that since that. I I still put them on like a psychopath, but... I, 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 if if something happens or if I have plans, I I'm not stopping my life to watch them. Right. And like yesterday, I did not know what time the game started. Like Steve, we were at the Cyclones game, and Steven's like, "Oh, the Mets started at six o'clock tonight." I had Nicole's no looking at me with crazy eyes with the comment I just said. But he also he also true. then said, Vin then goes, "Are we in a different time zone?" <laughs> I was. So confused why both games are starting at six o'clock. What is going on? Is Brooklyn in the central time zone and nobody told me? Well, yeah, Brooklyn does that for. <laughs> I like how Brooklyn does that. Though. Well, no, it had nothing to do with the no. fact that Brooklyn was doing it. It had to do it with was... the fact that he didn't realize that the Mets started at six o'clock. Right. Oh, right. the Mets started at six o'clock last night. See, I did. Yes. I didn't watch a second of the game. See, exactly. They started at six o'clock. <laughs> We literally went inning for inning with the Mets also. Yeah, it was That's like, the funny part. Exactly even. Yeah, but the Cyclones do it. It's a minor league team, so I I, I, I like how they do that. Well, yeah, of they, course. You, you was it fireworks around. night on top of it? Yeah, someone was, just shot off a couple of fireworks. Someone just shot off some fireworks in the middle. <laughs> in like the middle of the seventh inning, the fireworks went off. Well, that was another <laughs> thing with so Mets. We, we, we haven't recorded so long. We have months worth of Mets news, so... 69 uh, weekend, we they killed off two members of the 69 men. I had to do fun. it. I had to do it. <laughs> like, how did, how did you not do any sort of research in that situation? And then the next day, they apologize, and they spell one of their names wrong. So that typical Mets. <laughs> and then 4th of July, Port St. Lucie Mets, uh, for whatever reason, decided to burn down a fire uh, firecracker accident in one of the yeah. smaller fields. Which is, yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever been there. No, I haven't. Okay, so there's nothing but grassy fields around first data field. So, so like, fireworks are, is probably a terrible really idea bad. to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's literally you park in a grassy field. So okay. Like, that could have gone really bad. <laughs> oh, my God. How do you, how many people, you couldn't pay a salesperson for 20 minutes to just Google everybody on the 69 Mets to see if they're alive or not. What's the point of well, having it also all depends on who's there and all that. But, like, it literally, if you went to Baseball Reference and clicked on everybody's thing, it tells you if they're dead or not. That takes 15 minutes. There had to be an intern that could have done it. Yeah, what's the, point of pay, what's the point of having all these interns? Just... What is Jed Lowry doing that he can't do that for you? It's just like, how do you not? And like, in the the saddest thing was they weren't even invited. Great. <laughs> like, <laughs> so the Mets were just like, no, nope, so they're dead. dead. Don't worry about it. And nope, very much alive. Uh, thanks for the invite. Oh Mets. my god, I hate <laughs> this team so goddamn much. Yeah, no, but hopefully 
well, Pete already broke the rookie record for home runs. Hopefully, he somehow gets 42 home runs. Obviously, we hope for more, but 42 home runs would be very awesome for us Mac fans. Um, right. McNeil keeps on hitting, so hopefully he keeps on hitting and contends for the batting title, which would be fun to watch. And then that's about it for us. Um, DeGrom starts. Hopefully DeGrom is still DeGrom, but the Mets hate them. He's pitching today. I just learned that five minutes ago. Yes, he is pitching today. (laughs) Unfortunately, Um, versus a Met killer. The last couple of starts we faced him. He, he oh yeah, Sandy Alcantara, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, um, he actually has yes. Expect the Mets to not do anything today for Degrom. Two runs. Um, I don't know. That's about it. Hopefully, Dom Smith continues to play good in left field and bats pretty well. I don't know. What What else? I don't know. I'm, Danny, I'm, we I'm, talked about. Vin and I talked about this yesterday. I'm grasping at short right. right now. The. DH comes into the National League, let's say, next year. Okay? Yep. Does Alonzo become your DH and Dom become your everyday first baseman? I would have... Or are you still trading? Or if they, if you found out, like, under the table, you're Brody, and you found out that, hey, during the offseason, we're going we're gonna to make the decision about the DH for next year. Are you looking to trade Dom right now? Knowing that he could play first base every day next year and Pete could be your DH. Obviously, they if I wouldn't have traded them, obviously, because we know how much better Dom is at first base than Pete. And that's the funniest thing about Pete. I think Pete has been pretty decent playing first base. Oh, I don't get where Dom that – that was the only reason why he didn't come up last year. I mean, that was bullshit. Well, yeah, obviously we see that. <laughs> the way they made it sound we like – We all knew he, that was bullshit. Well, no, we, we, we obviously, looking back on it now, but it was pretty funny. We are like – this guy must be the worst first baseman of all time for him not to come up. <laughs> well, yeah. The, so they were talking to him. He was on the Rain Delay Theater podcast. I don't know if anybody, if you guys. Yeah, I heard it. it was pretty good. Yeah. So he was saying like, well, he's right that the stigma you get a stigma in the minor leagues and it sticks with you. And I felt like Stephen and I saw him, we went to Binghamton to see Conforto, and he made he had that stigma too that he was not a good outfielder, and he made like three plays where it was like he looks fine. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And then apparently Pete broke his hand at one point. So, like, it took time for his defense to get back up, like, to par because he couldn't really do a lot of stuff. I, he, like, like you said, he's been more than fine. He's been at least average, which is all he needs to be. But yeah, he's not been a butcher. Maybe one or two plays here and there the last couple of weeks that you're like, all right, that was a tough play, but. He, he salvaged the play kind of thing, you know? Right. I, I, if you if they had the DH, or you're an in, instant reaction is Cano, or, I mean, it probably would be Seth at this point. Cespedes. Oh, well, Cano, yeah. Well, Cespedes is a dead guy anyway. I'm not, I'm right. not counting. It's like, at the moment, it would have to be Cano. And then Mets Twitter and Mets World would go up absolutely insane about it, but I think that would be the right move. Or you'd obviously have Pete and Dom flip flop each each whatever way to play first base, and too bad neither of them ha- has ever been a third baseman. I know I don't know if either of them have ever been a third baseman because that would be so clutch right now. Yeah, I I like I don't think this is gonna 
it's a weird scenario. Because as decent, Dom's okay in the outfield. Obviously, he's yeah, not terrible either. Yeah, but he's not. But he, people are gonna run all over him regardless because of his arm, unless he just right. crazily works out on it. But they're both infielders, and I I don't know. Maybe Dom could play in the off season. Play try third base. I don't know. No, stop that. Well, he's he can't play. He's left handed. He can't really. That's play true. That's true. He is left. I. I'm, I'm just thinking about we're ready we're already sure. playing him out of position so right. I honestly it's not our fault to think that my thought is you trade obviously Frazier is most likely getting traded I think so somebody will get McNeil, McNeil or Dave, JD are gonna fix time up in, at there which is fine right and honestly so, you're gonna give JD uh, you're gonna give McNeil third base which he deserves. Rightfully so, but right. this season, I think that's what's going to happen. I think one of them plays. I probably Davis. I would say probably plays more third once they trade Frazier, and yeah. McNeil stays in right, and Dom plays left, and Conforto plays center. But the eventual ending of this, and Brendan Nimmo is also still a person too. Yeah, but Again, he has a bulging disc in his neck, so he's it's going to be a while. He. That's a see you next year thing, especially with us 10 games out. We're well, not seeing I'm looking forward to next year and next offseason and what needs to be done. Like, I think Jeff McNeil is your third baseman now, right? So we write that off. So the infield is basically set. On You know, as much as we don't want Robinson Cohen on the team, he's going to be there. I think that's what you go. Yeah, no, that's, do you, that's it right Do you now. give Dom an offseason and say, you are a left fielder now. Go play winter ball. Go do whatever. He doesn't have to lose any more weight. Just be a person and play left field and then go out and get a center fielder? Because I, I think that's the most logical. I don't know who's a free agent in, in, or available in center field next year, but I think that's the most logical and the best plan of action. And then J.D. Davis is just a, a fill-in. He plays yeah. some left. He plays some third. You know, he plays some uh, – teach him how to play second. I don't <laughs> I mean, it yeah. would be Mets to teach him how to play in other positions. So. Yeah. Why, not? Why can't he play third? Second. And then you heard a couple weeks ago that the Mets were flirting with the idea of putting Rosario in center field. Why not? Just <laughs> – if you have a pulse, you can play the outfield at this at this moment. with the Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. And then they just got to fix the bullpen. I mean, that's just you got to get people who can pitch. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's just your regular, you know. Every bullpens are a crapshoot. We know that. Yeah. So, I'm trying to look at people who are free agents in 2020. Is it 20? I don't. Know. That's weird. It gave me 20. 19. Why would it do that? This is great radio. Mike Francesa. Okay. Uh, my, and Dan, give me a... Uh, give, give me so, a uh... Yeah. 20... <laughs> got one, <laughs> so they started a new Giambi. I was listening the other day, and apparently Danny Tartable is their, the new uh, name of people calling up Mike and asking him if Danny Tartable should be a Met manager. 
So, uh, Mike, uh, what do you think about uh, Danny Tartable being a uh, New York Met manager? Danny Tartable, come on, man. wasting your time. <laughs> Next clown. <laughs> that guy was on hold for 45 minutes to do this. Um, so, in closing, there is no center fielder. The only center fielder on this list. Well, this is an Kenny Lofton. What's he up to? Yeah, get him back. He's off the he's off the Hall of Fame ballot, so maybe he wants to come back and play, so we can get back on it. Um, this is in order by 2019 salary, so I have to do some digging. But it looks like the highest paid one that's going to be a free agent is Alex Gordon. From oh the, God, no! Right, Billy Hamilton. Oh, Starling Marte. Okay, that's an option. But we're not going to do it, so why even yeah. bother having this conversation? Right? Juan Lagares. Juan Lagares is a free agent, guys. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, Gerard Dyson. Steven's boy, Adam Jones. Yo, let's go. Finally. We had our chance last year, and we said no, so I don't think... I don't really think he's a center fielder now, anyway. No, he's been playing. I think he, he plays right, yeah. yeah. Also, I'm just looking at outfielders in general. Tweed, option. God, no. Nope. <laughs> I think um, J.D. Davis. J.D. Davis. I'm losing my mind. J.D. Martinez. In oh, all, he's not, he's not in all fairness, in all fairness, if we were to bring Adam Jones in, it's not like he has to play center field anyway because we don't play anybody in their actual position. In the exactly. Outfield. Very true. Very true. Curtis Granderson. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, the pain. Yeah. Well, football season, I, I the Giants just tweeted out uh, 56 uh, days till opening day, so that's good. So, hooray. Hey, and you got a couple less days, Vivin, because you start on Thursday night this year, so that's good. Yes, Thursday night against... The Bears. Bears. Oh, that's right. Which... We're doing that. Why didn't they put this? This is the 100th year anniversary, so they wanted the oldest rivalry to uh, start the season. Is it though? I think it's nice. And the Patriots just play. It's like I think if it was any other team, there would be a bigger deal. But like, all right, Patriots just play on Sunday night. No big deal. (laughs) I guess. I just. I don't know. It is. I'm fine with it. Like that could have been a, easily been the Sunday night football game, and no one would have batted sure. an eye. That that was it last year. So it was. It could have been the Monday night football game. You could have ended week one with the hundredth year anniversary. Well, the thing with Monday night football is they, you know, how they do the week one. They do the oh, East Coast, right. or West Coast game. So that would have. Okay, so we're just gonna play at ten o'clock at night in Green Bay. That's fine. I'm it makes okay. sense. Considering <laughs> the Mets play at six o'clock every day, so you know. Right. Um. Yeah, football season is coming, and uh, I'm hopeful, optimistically hopeful. I don't know. New coach. Yeah. New direction. Maybe stay out just... of Aaron Rodgers' way, and things will get done. Well, I. My problem is that I'm dumb, so I keep like I'm like. I'm buying into this stupid he worked with Sean McVay thing 
Because I was like watching the what uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, last bitch. year. Uh-oh, I'm buying. I'm, I'm watching the Rams games last year. I'm like, Goff is doing a lot of this stuff with the line. Rogers would play the fuck out of this offense. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. And oh it's, boy, it's not what's gonna happen. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be fun. He's going to be, he he would be amazing. If he's just sitting there, that's what he did. He just doesn't do the hell he wants. Hopefully Ben works a lot on Sundays this this season. (laughs) Oh my God. I told you I'm stupid, but you know what? I'm I'm hopeful that this is going to (laughs) work. But you have the quarterback to be hopeful and stupid at the same time. Right. So. Right. Well, with that being said, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of social media, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, com, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all other podcast apps. Go listen to this and all other great epi- great shows on the SND Podcast channel. Any last words, boys? Yeah, don't forget E E S N Y. Don't forget E S N Y, and also don't forget. To not watch the Mets. <laughs> Enjoy your summer. <laughs> like I'm trying to do. Go out. Live a little. Go to a Brooklyn Cyclones game. And you can see somebody have to strike out to win free tickets. And they can play Baby Shark the whole time. Or hell, even go to the Long Island Ducks, man. They Ooh, are the first fun. half champions. Wait, before we go. Danny, your thoughts on being able to steal first base now. Huh? What? There is a rule in the Atlantic League now, in the Ducks League now, that on a wild pitch, on any pitch, the batter can run to first. That's uh, a little crazy. For my yeah, it's liking. a little crazy, but I like it. Somebody did it yesterday. He was the first person to ever steal first base. Someone actually did it? Somebody uh, did it, yeah. for the, You have to look up. I think it's the like the Maryland Bluefish or something. But, yeah, somebody stole first base on a wild pitch yesterday. Because oh, the catcher boy. forgot to run after the ball, so they just ran to first. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's, that's embarrassing. This, this is going to be a great sport once they finish it, let me tell you. Oh boy. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Rewind and listen to Steven's plugs again so you know what you're going to have to go to. Have a wonderful rest of July. I don't know when we'll be back. We'll figure it out. Weeks, we'll be back probably. soon. Yeah, it's going to be... Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant voodoo track tires, turbo-force deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it.